Welcome to the Body, Mind Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and today we have a slightly different episode where the guest is going to be actually me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> uh, funny enough, yeah, a few months ago I had uh, an awesome interview with uh, the Aura Ring team about, you know, optimal performance, you know, optimizing your recovery and uh, improving your health at the same time. So this was some sort of cool interview where they asked me a bunch of questions about my personal strategies for staying productive and staying healthy at the same time. So check it out. It's going to be quite an interesting interview and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get some valuable information from it. Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. And uh, so the themes are optimal recovery and peak performance. So what we, we would like to, 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 to do today is to talk what optimal recovery and peak performance mean to you, uh, what's your history, your present and your future with these themes. Right. Um, and maybe, maybe at the end we can answer some questions about Aura, the ring and how these themes co- coincide and co-mingle. So, um, like you have your own podcast, and you're you're pretty deep into into the, the biohacking scene and you know, uh, testing and trying out different things with a with a goal in mind. Um, and and I listened to a podcast where you where you were um, pretty uh, keen on on recovery and you know how important recovery is. I think you mentioned something like train hard. Recover hard. Yeah. Or, or what, what was it again? I think it's it's supposed to be like train hard and you know rest harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the you know, the response or the growth happens when you're actually resting and uh, recovering from the training stimulus you do. It doesn't have to apply to like physical training. It applies to everything else. Well, kind of, because it kind of fits into this main idea of expansion and contraction. Where in life in general as well, like nature follows the same certain cycles of life and death, of you know expanding and then contracting, and so it is with our body as well. We can't you know, kind of we can't go hard all the way all the time because it's it requires there's this period where you have to actually allow the growth stimulus to take in and the repair. So yeah, that's that's what recovery is for me as well to be, to kind of go into this, um, to actually take it as something that is necessary and to not simply forget about it or to think that you're some, 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 you're, some, you're somehow special in the sense that you don't need it or that you could recover faster, it's something that we all need. And uh, as much as we'd like to you know, gr- keep grinding and hustling all the time, yes. it's, still, it's still vital for actually to take a step back because that, that down period is going to actually allow you to become better afterwards. It's, it's almost like you have to suppress your ego for, mm. for the time being and then kind of allow it to, to actually reflect back on what you're doing as well because if you are constantly doing something, constantly pushing the envelope, then it's very difficult to actually notice whether or not you're going in the head, right direction as well. And that can also simply become a vicious cycle of too much stress and uh, kind of falling into this bit falling into this downward spiral, mm. you know, getting stressed out, not recovering enough. Mm. It's gonna keep uh, repeating itself in the future. 
what are actually what, what are the signs for you when you know that now I have I have done too too much so that I'm too stressful or too tired or what are the first signs for you when you know that now it's time to kind of slow down and, and give some time for, for recovery? I think the first signs are coming from the body, definitely. Your body is constantly giving you some you know, signals every day and uh, you know some initial signs of fatigue and just being stressed out that you know uh, losing your balance you know you, you you kind of lose your grip on stuff as well maybe you fall off your key or you, you know you drop your keys or something like that and uh, definitely like physical exhaustion as well soreness muscle soreness yeah. carrying being hunched over in a sense so you know like you're kind of holding yourself more in a more conserved manner, you're trying to preserve energy. You know, mm. you you lose your kind of explosiveness and the the desire or the willingness to do something physically, and definitely some mental mental hints are are almost as as revealing. You know, you you get confused, you get brain fog. Those are all signs of stress and yeah. damage to the nervous system in a sense, which which are kind of preventing you from reaching your true potential. Because you you know what it's like to be on point usually like you kind of remember what it's like to be good what it's like to be bad mm. and uh, when, whenever you deviate from the norm of what you're used to then you kind of can make you can make your adjustments and make your presumptions of you know how far off the spectrum I am in what direction am I recovered enough or do I need something more and also. The problem is that you can get used to those kinds of low levels of energy as well. Like if you are very stressed out for a too long period, then it kind of becomes your default state. Uh, at first, you you maybe think, okay, it's temporary, but after a while, that temporary state is becoming your permanent state yeah. in a sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that was a good comment that you kind of you forget. Yeah, you forget how, yeah, how how it was when you had like full energy exactly. and yeah and full focus. In a sense, yeah, the brain is simply compensating for it. You know, it's, it's, it recognizes that you may be going through this sort of a period, and uh, that's that's you know that's that's the base norm. That's that's how life is supposed to be right now. Mm. So you kind of forget about it all the time. You, you forget about what it's like to be any different, and uh, it applies to you know all stuff, all kinds of stuff, emotional emotional tr troubles, maybe like physical pain. You know, people who you know, they like limp or they have a lagging foot or something like that. Mm. It, it's simply that they develop, develop this pattern after a while, after a long period of time, and they kind of ingrained it so deep into their physiology that uh, it's, yeah, it's become the norm again. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> so, on, on the, keeping on the theme of, of, of recovery, so. What's your history with recovery and, and, and focusing on recovery? Have, has, has it been always with you or was there a time when you realized I need to put more effort into recovery? Mm. What's your personal sort of history with, with strain and recovery? I think, uh, well, well, there were, have been periods in my life where I didn't get enough sleep. Mm. Definitely, like uh, maybe, maybe in my teens when you kind of played, you went to parties and played play video games and stuff like that so you didn't care about any other other thing you know like what do you mean like healthy food and and sleep I can do whatever I want and mm. still exercise and stuff like that mm. but uh, after that after after high school I also went to the military so there there I kind of 
realize the importance of sleep or the value of sleep, of <laughs> actually wanting to sleep because they don't get much sleep at all. So, so you kind of started to, you know, take take it as something that is actually not needed, but actually something to yearn for. You want it mm-hmm. just just because of the physiological fatigue, and uh, it becomes something enjoyable even. So that's where I kind of started focusing on, you know, yeah, I kind of have to take it more into more account because, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you train or how hard you work, if you don't, you know, if you neglect the recovery and uh, again, it's, it's actually another way of actually getting more things done and promoting your performance. So, yeah, and also like in the military, you kind of learned how to fall asleep faster in, in any situation, you know, whenever you took a break, you often, often times you found yourself taking a nap under a, under a tree accidentally when you're supposed to be on guard or something, you know, like these crazy situations just because your body is... I once fell asleep standing up. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Your body is literally, you know, try, trying to tell you, like, fall asleep, fall yeah. asleep. Go to sleep, go to sleep. So it's crazy. Did you notice that during, uh, when, you, when, you was a, uh, when you were a teenage, uh, teenager, so do you think that your chronotype was different then compared to what it is like right now? Mm. Like morningness and, and eveningness type of thing? No, no, I've, I've, I've always been kind of a morning person all the time, but uh, I do notice that my, my bedtimes have shifted earlier mm. than it was in the past. Yeah. Because as a teenager, I simply would have wanted to be slightly up until the midnight or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've never I've never been the kind of person who stays up past midnight or something. Mm-hmm. At the moment I go to bed like ten thirty or something at the max. So yeah that that's that that's my usual norm. Yeah. And kinda of always been around that time all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you go to bed at ten thirty, what time do you wake up? Depends depends on the day. Like uh, usually let's say for instance if if, if it's like a rest day if I haven't trained or if, if I've been kind of relaxing, taking some saunas and stuff like that, then I can wake up at 5, 5 a.m. or something and be fully re- refreshed. Mm. Like, I feel like, like I don't need that much sleep in terms of, uh, I, I, like, how much sleep I need depends on the daily physical activities I've done before. Mm. I, don't, I don't feel that drained by mental, mental activities, but, you know, only physical activities kind of determine how much sleep I need. Mm. And uh, when I do exercise or something then uh, I, I find that I may need like slightly more maybe one to two hours more just like one one additional sleep cycle and then and uh, I can feel like some improvements do, do you have any routines before or after sleep do you do yeah. any do, do like do you do the same things every time when you wake up or when before you go go to sleep yeah I usually do yeah like I think it's a very good idea to have these certain routines to actually let your mind know that it's time to go to bed. Yeah. And uh, what I do is usually, um, I mean maybe like do some foam rolling, some stretching, some easy something to kind of loosen up the body. And uh, I practically I do a lot of journaling and evening as well, where I go through the previous day I was, and uh, I look at you know the good stuff I did, what 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 goals did I accomplish. You know, where did I do good? What kind of results did I get? And uh, also, like the bad stuff. Where did I fail? What could I do? What could I do better? What's what's like the lesson I've learned? And also, like what's the general direction I need to go in my life overall, kind of, as a kind of way of 
making sure that I'm going to do the right thing tomorrow mm -hmm. and not do the yeah. same bad stuff. Strategy, kind of. Yeah. What, what, what medium do you use? Is it, that, is it a diary or...? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we have Hanu. <laughs> Inflammation and makes it feel good as well, mm. and it's especially good on days if you don't have sunlight or something. Yeah, like that. yeah we need definitely many panels in Finland yeah. during the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> we have one on scarves, but about the journal. Oh, sorry, no, no, I'm just gonna move around. Yeah, get some more, some different shots. So I'm in, I'm very interested in the journal. So do, is it a diary? Do you write it by hand? Is it a computer? Is it a video? Uh, yeah, it's it's simply a piece of paper like a notepad, mm. and uh, it's very it's very like simplistic. I don't, I don't like to do this kind of uh, like a lot of people have like very special journals, mm. you know, leather leather yeah, covers, like, like you know, I don't know some different engravings on top of it. I'm not kind, I'm not the kind of a person. I think like it's. The idea is, it's it's more the the, the notepad for me is more like temporary. It's, it's a permanent thing, or it's not a permanent thing. It's, a, it's an impermeable thing that I simply use to kind of keep myself on track. Mm. And uh, do you save your journals somewhere, or do you, do you eventually throw them out? Yeah. I have them. I have them stored in my yeah. in my do, cupboard. But do you go back to them? Usually, yeah, some, sometimes I do. Like I. In the past, when I when I was thinking, I was also keeping like a journal of my uh, my nutrition as well, so I can you know go back in time, see like how the, how has my body responded mm. to different kinds of foods and macronutrient ratios and you know whatever, and I can see like I can correlate it with my training as well as well. Like mm. okay, I I got these results in the past. What did I do to get those results? Mm. So I can go back in time and see what I'm doing differently or. Mm. What's the lesson like I learned back then? Mm. Mm. So it's a, I think it's definitely a good idea to kind of to have some sort of a way of keeping yourself uh, on on point and uh, making sure that or having some sort of a medium through which you can reflect back on your activities mm. and everything you do, because the the human mind is so biased mm. towards you know seeing ourselves in better light and uh, you know seeing 
seeing ourselves that we're more smarter, that we're more productive or stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, that's true. So it does definitely have something that is kind of keep yeah. you on point. Yeah, so the Aura app has the, the new notes and tags feature, which sort oh, yeah. of can be used like that, sort of to mark days where you where you, where you were sick or traveling or okay. and all that stuff. So you can use it sort of like a diary. Oh, um, so let's say, what other things, like you, you have the journal where you mark things into, what are other methods, uh, mediums do you use it sort of like to keep that memory of what you did? Do, mm. do you use so some apps, for example? Or um, in nutrition, there is like a myfitnesspal.com. It's mm. like a very popular, it's a very simple one. I, I yeah. use it. I'm not, I'm not like weighing my food or counting my calories specifically all the time. But uh, sometimes I simply kind of put it down to have like a guesstimate idea of mm -hmm. what, it, what, it, what it is I'm doing. And uh, there are different kinds of uh, better ones as well, like a chronometer that measures actually like the micronutrient ratios and vitamins and kind of stuff, all those stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's most of what I use, like some quantifiable apps. Mm. And uh, of course, like, the main idea is to is to look at your you know results and uh, how how have you improved over the course of time mm -hmm. because you know, the growth is what happened or what matters is like the growth aspect of have you actually improved mm -hmm. or you know you don't the problem is also with like you can you can go too far with all those quantifiables mm -hmm. data and stuff like that because you may end up you know quantifying things that you don't actually want to be quantifying <laughs> like. If you're not gonna be a bodybuilder, or if you're not gonna go on stage, then you don't need to track every gram of rice or yeah. every gram of protein you eat. So mm. it's it's simply yeah, it can get it can become it can become overwhelming in a sense. Mm. So you have to make sure that you're optimizing the right things yeah. that are actually important for you. Mm. But with 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 sleep, you know that's what everyone should optimize. Mm. <laughs> I believe but that's what everyone needs. Yeah, yeah sleep is such a huge component. Whatever you want to do, if you mm. want to increase your muscle mass or yeah. or be more proactive or even more beautiful or, yeah, or exactly. run faster or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, it really has a huge impact. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so we're, let's say we're halfway through our time and we have the, the other aspect, the peak performance aspect. So that so that there's recovery, you recover, and then there's the time to peak performance. So, um, so what does peak performance mean to you, and what are the moments that you need peak performance for? Somebody might be running a marathon, somebody might be holding a presentation. So what are the moments where you need all, all that possible mm -hmm. um, potential you have? Uh, for me, peak performance, it has to be certain... Uh, periods of time where I'm kind of delivering some sort of value to or I'm producing something. In my case, I, I do a lot of, you know, writing, video creation, blogging, and uh, now I'm also kind of delving into speaking as well. So those moments where I'm having to produce value to other people and produce content. Mm. And uh, usually during my day that happens my most productive hours are, you know, the first hours of the day where after I wake up, uh, I immediately start doing something uh, re related to my uh, content, like writing articles, editing videos, 
and uh, doing re doing research in, in in some way as well. But it's not that it doesn't require that much cognitive strain as you know actually you're putting down putting down those uh, hours or putting down those repetitions of of the work, and also like definitely have to be on point or at at peak performance when I'm like doing live streams or yes, when I'm doing yeah. podcasts with someone else. And uh, that's that's the moments where actually I have to be like on point and make sure that I'm not brain fogged or, <laughs> mm. yeah. or if I if I lose my focus. So those are the most important moments. Mm. Mm. And since that you are liar, sorry, liar, like uh, morning chronotype because you said that you the best hours or right. the most effective hours. I, well, based <laughs> based on based on that, I'm based on the chronotypes. I'm more of like the bear or okay. something because I'm not that early. I'm not. I'm not kind of like a lion slash bear. <laughs> so okay, somewhere in yeah, between. Yeah. Somewhere in between. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I do wake up earlier, and I and I do prefer you know the morning hours. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. I'm not kind of a midnight owl either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the difference between a bear uh, and intermediate type mm -hmm. uh, bear like a lion is uh, is not that big. Mm -hmm. It's a. Uh, it may be that this uh, lion is just. Uh, wake up still like two hours earlier and have their uh, best performance in the morning mm. hours. So, so they, they are like early morning hours. Mm. Mm. If you wake up like seven or, 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 or eight mm. and you have your sleep. I like the idea of like, let's say there's different time spans. So you have the 24 hour clock sort of where you can have your peak performance let's say in the morning where you do your best work right after you wake up and then maybe there's a there's a lull and then maybe it picks, it picks up sometime during the day and then there's sort of also the aspect of, of peak performance between days let's say like halfway through the week you're starting to get hit the slump and then picking up like maybe after a weekend you feel energetic as well but also let's say marathon runners know that they have to taper between the uh, before the big event so that there's a longer period of time span so there's the day the week the month the year that at least to my years it's like peak performance can vary between right. all these these things and i like the, the the you sort of know that during the morning you do your best work have you found any other patterns in your peak performance or, or when you when you're at your best mm, i think uh it's it's the usually i like like I think that uh, I'm more focused in doing stuff that is that is you know, less. It requires less cognitive focus in a sense, less attention span, but it's still something intellectually stimulating in a sense, like you know, reading mm -hmm. and uh, doing research, and those 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 are the stuff that I do in the afternoon, mm -hmm. where kind of you know I know that I've accomplished the most important thing already. And I'm, I can take us. I can take things less. I can take things more easily in a sense. Yeah. Like I have a breather that I, I can focus on more like reading and uh, researching and uh, easier stuff that I it may be more enjoyable as mm. well. Mm. Something that somewhere your mind can go off wondering. Mm. You don't. You don't. You don't have like a certain deadline or something. The pressure. Yeah. yeah. If you have, if you have to, if you let's say, uh, society doesn't put any rules on you. You don't have to be anywhere necessarily. So, what would be an ideal day for you? Like, when would it start? What would you do? 
walk us through your ideal day? Well, I kind of living my ideal day already almost <laughs> every day because I, I uh, usually what I would do is yeah in the morning I would follow my routine, wake up, I, you know get some sunlight, do do the other bioenergetic bio exercises, you know the maybe some breathing exercises, cold cold and hot showers, the red light maybe and the meditation. Kind of putting myself into this right state of mind for the for the rest of the day, and uh, then I kind of do my, what is what I call a deep work, deep work where you're doing something undisturbed for many long periods of hours, in a row, and uh, not not getting yourself sidetracked. You know, my my phone and everything else, social media, are all airplane mode during that time, and it's something that I think it's I highly value it, and I think it's super important to have these periods. We are kind of putting yourself, you're kind of separating yourself from the outside world completely. You don't have a deadline, you don't have meetings, you don't have you know, the Facebook Messenger disturbing you. So you're kind of doing this work where you're producing your greatest creative genius in a sense, you know. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be like uh, Mozart or Picasso or something, but it has to be something that produces more value to the world mm. and that's actually that's like the most important thing that is moving you closer to your goals mm. so that deep work period it usually lasts for me maybe like two to four hours and uh what time of day would that be in the afternoon it's uh, it's in the morning right in the morning right right after. right after i wake up and uh after after i finish that then i kind of take a longer i go for a like um, I distance myself from the work again to take a short break. I usually go for a walk, maybe an hour, and something like that. In nature, especially, it's good to kind of detox your mind <laughs> in a sense and to de stress yourself as well. Listening to some audiobooks at the same time, some podcasts, you know, not, 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 not getting away from the work completely, but kind of putting your mind on something else that is not related to work. Yeah. So, that's my learning period, and uh, after I come back from the home, after I come back from the walk, I kind of maybe like brew some coffee, make, make some tea or something, and um, get back to work. But I do the, like something that is easier, mm -hmm. that is more relaxing as well, and uh, that is also the time I check my email as well <laughs> to not get overwhelmed mm -hmm. by it before before the deep work session. Usually, usually kind of in the afternoon, I also like exercise as well. Some, you know, some calisthenics, maybe go to the gym, some yoga. And uh, yeah, after the gym, I'm kind of, after the gym is like, I'm simply going to shut down or shut, start winding down. And uh, I'm not going to be working, I'm not going to be doing stuff that I know is requiring a lot of time because I know it's not going to be completed by the end of the evening. So after the gym is simply where I'm simply relaxing, going through like what I've done already, mm. going through the easy, uh, ad, like the admin stuff, you mm. know, the kind of mm. small mm. stuff that doesn't take a lot of time, but mm. it's simply, you, you simply have to get over with. Mm. What, what time, around what time would that be? The gym and then start running down. The gym is usually like 4 p.m., 4 to 5 p.m., something like that. That's that's my regular gym hours because I, I find like the 
nervous system kind of starts to, or the, or physical strength also peaks at that time. I've also found, and um, yeah, usually an hour, an hour and a half maybe, and after the gym, let's say at 6 p.m. or something, that's like the I start making some food, make dinner, re rewind, relax, spend time with family, watch 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 some you know TV or listen to some podcast or whatever. Do you try to avoid blue uh, light? Do you use the lights or yeah yeah at the, at the moment at this time of the year it's like i don't know it's the sun sets at you know 9 p.m or something mm. so i start wearing the blue blockers like maybe like 8 8 p.m and uh at first i use the lighter ones that are just yellow they're gonna block out some of the blue light but uh, maybe like an hour before bed, I start I start doing the completely dark ones, okay. that the red ones that block out almost all artificial light, and uh, and yeah, I start wearing them all the way up until bedtime. Mm. And you know, you know, if if it's dark at the house all at night, then you can you know you can't see much. You can you know bump into walls <laughs> and stuff like that. So they're kind of kind of effective, and I really really see the effect or the positive benefit from those. Mm. What did you say? Bad positive effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's very good answers. Thanks. Um, I think from our point of view, I think we can do the story based on this. Mm. And we'll send it to you and you can have a look at it. If I had 25 hours, then I would use that extra hour to sharpen my saw, which is kind of self-reflecting back on what I do every day making sure that the habits and the routines I follow are actually aligned with my greater purpose in life and my goals. Because the problem is that if we get stuck in our own routines and habits, then we be kind of become slaves to them and uh, we, don't have, we don't have the time to even look at what we do and whether or not we're doing the right thing. So that extra hour is kind of a time period where I'm deliberately sitting down and going through this self-inquiry. Alright, that's it for this episode. I hope you got some valuable information from it. If you're interested in trying out the new Warring 2.0, then use the code SEAMLUN at checkout and you're going to get a 10% discount from it. It's going to be awesome. It's, in my opinion, it's the cutting edge, most cutting edge uh, sleep technology gadgets that is, you know, for commercial use and on the, on the planet. It's the best one. And uh, I love it. I use the I use definitely the ORRing stats for optimizing my own performance and my daily routines, and it's well worth it. So, thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms as well. Click the like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name's Seem. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.